Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We are live right here on SportsGrid. This is the early line. Kevin Walsh joined, of course, by Donnie Wrightside on a Thursday morning. DRS, how you feeling? Feeling good. You know, NBA moving on as we get closer to Saturday, where, it's like we say, the big boys come into competition. Major League Baseball and another 80-degree day possibly here in the Northeast. Life is good here, Kevin. It really is. Shores got busted out today. Fantastic. Oh, man. Fantastic yeah. feelings, man. Crocs are ready. Hey, yeah. No, this Crocs are all right. We gotta just don't don't make me spend time on Crocs, man. Now here we go. Uh-huh. Seven and seven top headlines. Donnie's got Crocs on. Headline number one. I mean, explain yourself. Mm-hmm. You gotta be kidding me over here. You're in the house anyway. What are you wearing Crocs for? Yeah, once you get over 40, you'll understand this. Where maybe you sort of looked at some things that you didn't understand as you being in your youth. But once you hit those 40 ranges uh-huh. here, comfort is the name of the game here. Yeah. Business in the front, party in the back, as I like to say. Nah, party on the feet, man. Crocs the way to go. There you go. You want to talk about comfort. 29-point win for the Atlanta Hawks. They slammed the Charlotte Hornets 132-103. to Trey Young with a double-double, 24-11. and 22 points from DeAndre Hunter, who had a 16-point third quarter. It was all Atlanta. They're going to head to Cleveland for that final spot in the Eastern Conference playoffs. I guess you could say moral victories here for the Hornets where they actually made it into a play-in series. But, boy, did they really actually. Almost like they went to Atlanta and just decided to hang out for a little bit. Got absolutely smoked by the Hawks. But the Hawks do have some pedigree, Kevin, as we like to say. They made it to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. So no celebrating as if the chip was won last night in Atlanta. I mean, come on. I can't believe, you know, Clint Capella didn't toss the jersey into the crowd there. It's it's a real shame, dude. Those guys yeah. really even love Now, Trey Young would have came out. I'm telling you, if Trey Young goes out there, they win it. You know, it's all emotional. Gets out the clippers. You know, takes a little bit off his hair. Gives it to gives you know, little kids in the stands. Like, Here's a piece of my head. Knicks fans would have ate that up if that happened in MSG. Can oh, you imagine man. if he took the clippers out and gave a little bit of his hair away to the fans? Oh, man, sensational. Sensational. I think Trey Young's going to see if they can play their playoff series, like home yes. games at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> Give them a little <laughs> bit of juice. Something to cheer on Man, there. Cool. On the Western Conference side, 113-103, the Pelicans win and cover. Four for four unders in the opening uh, four games of the play-in set there. C.J. McCollum, 27 points in the first half. He finished with 32. Brandon Ingram finished with 27. And they controlled this game pretty much throughout, Donnie. 
Yeah, and I guess during the regular season where so many of the bigger teams, as we like to say, that are already secured their spots in the playoffs. Ah, who cares? Let's just get in the playoffs. Doesn't matter where we play, when we play, or even if we have home court advantage. Well, home court advantage was pretty big so far through these first four games, and it played out with the Pelicans, who had a substantial lead. The Spurs, give them credit, made a little bit of a run there, what, in the third and the fourth quarter, but it wasn't enough as home yeah. court once again prevailed. No doubt about it. The Pelicans will meet the Clippers for the last spot. Winner will go on to face the Phoenix Suns. In Major League Baseball, there were a lot of really interesting headlines. Probably none bigger, though, than seven innings of uh, or six innings of perfect baseball from Clayton Kershaw. He, he was unbelievable, Donnie. But ultimately, they didn't really plan for or Kershaw to go more than the seven innings that he had gone. He threw 80 pitches and... They took him out despite having the perfect game. Next inning, they gave up a hit. They still won 7-0. Yeah, and by the way, we'll get into this a little bit more, but just, you know, off the top, Kershaw is a team guy, and you saw that yesterday, the consummate professional, because you know deep down inside, Clayton Kershaw goes, I can't even believe this, man. Man, Skip's going to take me out when I got a perfect game on the line. I need six more outs to go, and, you know, hey, we need to save you for down the line. I understand that, and I do, and it could have been very easy for Clayton Kershaw, Kevin, to come out and say, man, I wanted to finish that. He didn't let me do that. And that's not a good look for the team or the organization. It was actually nice to see Clayton Kershaw go, you know what? Hey, Skip's call here and also back it up saying, I really, you know, my curveball wasn't biting anymore. And I'm not used to going over 75 pitches right now after this lockout. So good on Clayton Kershaw for playing the good sport in this one. If Don is going to go with the nice side, it's ridiculous. He should have stayed out there. We have plenty of time, though, to expand on all of that. The radio audience, by the way, is in full effect. Appreciate all those that have tuned in to Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 159, Kevin Walsh, and Donnie Wright side here, even if Donnie completely had no interest in acknowledging you here on a Thursday morning. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., three homers, Donnie, in the Bronx. My goodness, man. Garrett Cole was really good versus everybody that wasn't Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Just an unbelievable performance that has his MVP odds on the move. Yeah, by the way, with the radio audience here, you know, Vladimir Guerrero, you don't have to say, hey, Vladimir Guerrero, get up there at the plate and swing the bat. But when you're on air with DRS, I'll go right through commercial breaks and, you know, we'll just <laughs> continue this conversation as it goes unless I get prompted. But Vladdy, what can you say? Biggest stage out there, three blasts. That's exactly the way you do it. No doubt about it there. Also, Donnie, Pete Alonzo was fantastic in his game versus the Philadelphia Phillies. Three for five day, five RBIs, couple of doubles, and a home run. What do you think about Pete Alonzo powering the New York Mets? We're now five and two early season. Yeah, Phillies are lucky that they didn't lose a couple straight games in a row because they need that miracle comeback in the bottom of the eighth inning. But the Mets right now, the better baseball team over the Philadelphia Phillies. We'll see how that stands throughout the rest of the season. But that's a nice little series there for the Mets for sure. A couple other news and notes around the sporting world. Derek Carr extended by the Vegas Raiders. And as we are, you know, off of the Masters, Bryson DeChambeau, Donnie, set to have hand surgery, kind of putting his, you know, more recent coming up events in jeopardy. Yeah, three years, $120 million, probably all guaranteed with the details there. Never in a million years did you think that that would actually be cheap for a quarterback, Evan. Good time stuff. We'll be right back here on the other SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Headlines open it up here for us on the early line. The Atlanta Hawks handle their business versus the Charlotte Hornets. This game narrowly going under the 236, 236 and a half, landing 235. Atlanta with a comfortable cover in this game, 132 to 103. Trey Young with a double double. Same for Clint Capella. DeAndre Hunter had a huge third quarter, and they controlled this game really the whole way. They were up by nine at the end of one and really never looked back here, Donnie. What were your thoughts on this game between the Hawks and the Hornets? Weren't the Hawks supposed to do this, Kevin? Like if coming into the season and you said to yourself, what's the you know season? How's it going to go for the Atlanta Hawks? I didn't think it would be like, hey, they're going to sneak in to the playing round, have to win a game, and then also you know win another game just to make it into the quote-unquote regular playoffs. But if you're going to have one team that says, hey, we made a run to the Eastern Conference Finals last year, did many people think they would do that? No, but you look to sort of extend that season into the next one, and they weren't able to do it. But when you have super star power on your team like Trey Young this is what happens where you go up against a younger team in the Charlotte Hornets you're on your home court put them away don't don't let them hang around in this game like hey it's halftime it's a one-point game and oh no the Charlotte Hornets are up four in the third quarter no they put them away with relative ease and quite frankly it just comes down to are you more comfortable at home than you are away absolutely the Charlotte Hornets shoot 38 percent from the field 32% from the three-point line. If you take a look at the Atlanta Hawks here, 52% from the field. And you're not going to lose much, Kevin, when you rifle up here a 16 of 32 from three-point range in the next round and the following round. If you tell me the Hawks are firing 50% from three-point range, mm-hmm. it looks like those Hawks might again be in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, obviously a, a fantastic shooting night. It helps to be... Uh, at home, I think this game, and even to a degree, the Western Conference game, which we'll get to in a minute, they're the kind of results that will have people question whether or not you need the play-in. Um, it's it's a little difficult, though, because the play-in is great as long as the games are competitive. And I think you saw that, obviously, with the game between the Timberwolves and the Clippers. You know, a lot of people joked about the reaction, rightfully so. Uh, But if that game was a 20-point blowout either way, those reactions don't look like that, right? It was an emotional game. It was, uh, you know, a a game where the Timberwolves had to come from behind. Even the Cavs, right? 
pushed it against the Brooklyn Nets, the only team that uh, lost and covered in the first four play-in games. That game was a little bit more competitive. This game here between a 9-10 where neither clinched a playoff spot and you don't really believe that either team can go on a deep playoff run takes a little bit of the juice out of it. But that's the thing, and, and I know, Donnie, you've made this point countless times. That happens when you do your tournament bracket style kind of things. You know, uh, there's probably a lot of people who would uh, feel a little silly if they had to hear someone argue, hey, we should get rid of one versus 16 games, but that's how it goes. That's the nature of the tournament here. Despite Atlanta dominating this game, despite the fact that these games weren't as exciting as the NBA would have hoped, I don't think the play-in as a concept, as an idea, as an actuality is in jeopardy. No, and I don't think it is either because it all comes down to money. And if the money is right, the NBA didn't do this and come out and say, hey, you know what, guys, let's just extend the season and add some, you know, random games at the end to see what happens. You're letting some superstars get paid on or play on national TV in the spotlight here. You're getting extra games out of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. You're getting extra games here out of guys like Trey Young. You're letting some of your young superstars taste that playoff spirit, even if they don't actually make it into the top eight at this point. It's not a bad option. And quite frankly, some of these teams now in the NBA, which actually, you know, it's interesting, Kevin, now that I bring this up, and it's great that we can go back and forth on this stuff because the game itself, 132-103, wasn't all that important. But is this one thing where the NBA says, okay, we're going to add two more technical playoff teams here, where now you see, like, because the resting is starting to come up. Should the NBA go to 82 games, down to 72 games? Is adding the extra two actually very good for the NBA ratings-wise, but bad for the regular season product? And the reason I ask that is because if you are the Nets, if you are the Lakers, are you changing your season up going? Because, you know, the joke was, hey, the Lakers have to win two out of every 10 games are going to be in the play-in, when maybe that's really what they thought, and they were actually doing that until the Spurs were coming. and go, hold on, we can win three out of every 10 games we play mm-hmm. and overtake the Lakers. Is this actually a bad thing long-term where the players now can say, hey, we just have to be in the top 10 as opposed to the top eight, which allows me to rest even more games if I want to? While I hear what you're saying with that, Don, I don't think that is the case. The the Lakers situation, and I think there was certainly probably not the typical level of urgency for a team struggling because, all right, whatever, we'll finish 10 and, and we'll be fine. One, that's a lesson learned for, for everybody. But the Nets, Donnie, aren't, you know, didn't fall to the seventh seed, right? Because, wow, the play-in will catch us. They battled injuries all season long. Trust me, that team which is that they were hosting the Boston Celtics as opposed to the other way around, right? The Dallas Mavericks, Donnie, played Luka Doncic on the final day of the season, hoping that they could climb up from four to three. Ultimately, he came away with the calf strain. And more so, Donnie, look what it did for Atlanta Hawks basketball down the stretch. Look what it did for New Orleans Pelicans basketball down the stretch. San Antonio Spurs basketball down the stretch. Playing their guys, competitive games. And we've talked about this, Donnie, in baseball, college football, and more it actually really benefits the regular season because if it wasn't for the play in Donnie, the Pelicans, the Spurs, they're tanking. The Hornets, the Hawks, they're tanking. They're much different. Like Trey, Donnie, Trey Young ends up on that Shea Gilgis Alexander treatment. <clears throat> yeah, man, that ankle hurts a little bit. And we don't we wouldn't have seen Trey Young, Donnie, over the last month of hoops, probably. 
No, that's and that's what I'm getting at here. It's not so much because the NBA likes it and we like it because it's more competitive. The same way we talk about Major League Baseball. Oh, the old timers. I liked it better when one team made the playoffs from the American League and one from the National League and you had the World Series. That's ridiculous because the play, the games actually mean more for the teams. But I'm just talking about the star power in the NBA that says to themselves, I just got to get into the playoffs. You know, before it was, you know, the playoffs were extended. Shaquille O'Neal, what would he do? I need a surgery on my left ankle. Yeah, I'll get that surgery on October 15th, not on June 15th. So I want to enjoy my mm-hmm. summer and the regular season doesn't matter. And if I miss 35 games, that just means I'll be more healthy for the playoffs at this point. I'm just looking at it from a star perspective where I can take maybe an extra few games off because just in case we don't even get the eighth seed, I have two more seeds to fall back on at that point. The one thing I will say, though, Donnie, kind of the, uh, the notion around stars and the play-in, and we'll see how this kind of continually goes, right? But this year, I mean, there was anticipation we'd be breaking down a Laker game right now. The Nets were in the play-in. I do wonder if we kind of, will we get to a point where the play-in really feels like that's the ninth best team and that is the 10th best team and you don't have a, a star power level that you need? I'm not like going to put anyone on the spot because kind of remembering these things is not for everybody. But I bet you, Donnie, I got a lot more people that could tell me what happened in last year's Western Conference play-in. LeBron, 35-footer, Steph's eye. Grizzlies go, eliminate Golden State in Golden State in overtime. Then what happened in last year's Eastern Conference play-in? Good luck. I remember it. That's, that's hardly the point, right? If this game, Donnie, right, between the – and we'll get, you know, the Spurs and the Pelicans. If it featured Zion Williamson, it's a bigger deal. But, Donnie, if that's Pelicans-Lakers, top st- we haven't even got to the game yet. We haven't even got to the game yet. and that, Because you, if you're in these kind of moments here, Donnie, you do want to have the stars available there. But inherently, if the stars are in these games, something went very wrong with their season. No, you're right, and, and everything plays into it, and that's why they're doing it here. More games on TV means more revenue for the players and also the league. More playoff teams, you know, more heading down the stretch. Less teams tanking is always a good thing, but I just look at it from that top 20 star power in the NBA where you have an extra fa- extra fail net that says, okay, I've probably needed to play 77 games this year. Now I can play like 72, and if things go mm-hmm. wrong for us, I can sort of get into that 9 and 10 seed. We can rest up and get ready, but hey, having – LeBron James and Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant in the playing games, that's extra revenue, and the NBA will take that all day long. And where this can always expand, if you, if you kind of think the way Donnie does here, you know, you think about next year, big, big-time teams win totals unders because they have security blankets. It's interesting stuff. We'll get to the MLB, close this out next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We'll close out the NBA before we talk some really interesting stuff that happened on the diamond yesterday. Uh, the Hawks, Donnie, are going to go to Cleveland as a two-point favorite. Not all too surprised mm-hmm. uh, that that's kind of mm-hmm. where this line sits. The Clippers are going to host the Pelicans as a four-point favorite. Uh, Donnie, did you have any reaction to New Orleans' double-digit victory there, 113-103 to 103 versus San Antonio, or anything in general from these first four playing games that we saw? Yeah, but basically that home court advantage does actually matter here and some of these young ball clubs just making it into the playoffs and getting into that atmosphere, talking about like the San Antonio Spurs and maybe the Charlotte Hornets where it does make some sense to just get into the playoffs and then you can build off of that for the following season. I wasn't all that surprised, but the one thing that is if all four home teams are going to win and they said one team doesn't cover at home in the play-in games, in Brooklyn, that's exactly where they had a chance to mm-hmm. cover. Probably should have, but doing what they do did not cover. But I like the fact watching the game yesterday, Ingram with 27, McCollum with 32 points. That was a nice addition to your basketball team, getting C.J. McCollum from the Portland Trailblazers. Helped you get in with now a chance to actually make it into the actual playoff rounds. But excitingness, and we talked about it over the break, Kevin, right? You try to take a look at these games and say, what do you like here? Well, it's playoff basketball. These are do-or-die games that took place on the court yesterday on Wednesday and leaves a little bit less to be desired, but we know we're waiting. These are appetizer games getting you extremely excited for what's going to take place over the weekend. The NBA playoffs, they're pretty fun to watch. Yeah, I think one of the takeaways in general for me, and look, For the Pelicans, right, they are proof of the concept that the play-in works. They do not trade for C.J. McCollum if the play-in doesn't exist, right? I mean, that that is just the truth of it all. So it worked out in the way that the NBA wants, and they needed C.J. McCollum. Boy, would it be nice if – I mean, I'm getting updates on my phone. Zion Williamson's doing 360 dunks in practice. I mean, pal, Uh can we go or not? Do they want Kawhi or Zion or Uh not? Imagine Donnie. Imagine Donnie. Those starting lineups all of a sudden included Kawhi and Zion. Becomes like the game of the season in the NBA. That would be fantastic theater. But I just wanted to make a point on the fact that the under sit 4-0 now. And it's right going to be this precursor to, oh, the postseason, everything's under, blind unders, blind unders. It's very, very hard to blind bet anything. Tremendously hard for me personally to blind bet unders. I will, though look probably to step back from totals in general. There's a couple of spots where I think totals have, you know, uh, you know, apply, but it's if everything's going to be so much slower, even if the number looks light, like we've said Donnie, it takes a quarter. First quarter in the Spurs Pelicans game 26-22, under's done right then and there, right? So that's one of the initial takeaways for me because I'm looking at, you know, the Cavs game, 225, the Clippers-Pelicans game, 216 and a half. Those are manageable totals. I'm going to probably have a lot more uh, hesitation around playing either of those numbers because of what we've seen through the first four. 
You're right about that. And when we were setting up these playing games all throughout the week, I kept bringing it up saying, okay, let me take a look here at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Wow, this doesn't feel like playoff-type scenarios here. It feels more like all-star game totals and a regular season meaningless game in February where guys are just looking to get their shots up and get points, rebounds, and assists. Because even though you had a number of 236 in the game yesterday, I said to myself, could they get over that total? Yes, but all you need is one bad stretch for two minutes and you're going to end up cashing that and even yesterday in the third quarter when i saw the atlanta hawks were already over the century mark i said to myself man this is going to cover easily but then the game slows down for a minute or two in the fourth quarter and there you go cashing that under ticket it's just interesting to me because there's no handicap really involved with the way i process those first couple games it was saying to yourself okay in the first two games yeah, the teams want to win, but if they lose, there is a tomorrow because you can rebound and get your second chance to make it into the playoffs. But even the games last night, we said to yourself, Kevin, these are the fact that game seven's here. Like, we know, like, every possession matters in a game seven. You're going to be extra careful with the basketball. When you might push and go, I'm going to take, you know, I'm going to go one on two and try to dunk this basketball, you're pulling it out and setting it up for a better shot and a better play, and that pulled through. So unders in playoff-type scenarios never surprised me. Something for us to keep our eye on, no doubt about it. Want to make the move over to Major League Baseball. Really interesting spot with the Dodgers and the Minnesota Twins. L.A. wins 7-0, hardly the story here. Kershaw, seven innings of work, Yeah, perfect game. 13 strikeouts, had 80 pitches on the arm at the time. And everybody kind of had the sense of, boy, they might pull him here. And here is the thing. People are going to say, oh, you know, World Series run. Oh, you don't want to hurt this guy. He is two outs away from doing something that has only been done, people talk, 23 times in the history of the sport. Let me give you another take. Clayton Kershaw's legacy will benefit more from six more outs yesterday than a World Series this year. What do you think is more likely? The Dodgers are right now plus 500 to win the World Series. What do you think is more likely, Donnie? They win the World Series this year, or I don't know, Kershaw gets... Six more outs already through the most difficult part of the Minnesota lineup here. And people will say, yeah, but Kershaw was okay with it. Kurt, that, don't put Kershaw in that position. Don't go ask Clayton Kershaw, hey, you mind if we take you out? I know some people that if I say, hey, listen, I need you for an hour. You got time? They're always going to say yes. But, if, but they'd probably rather not. They'd probably rather not. Don't put Clayton in that spot. Hey, Clayton, you're twirling a gem here, brother. Go out there and let's make history. That's what you do here. This is bad. It's, 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 really, it's really bad to me, Donnie. I don't care about a shortened season, a pitch count, a potential injury. Shut him down for a month after this as if I care. As if the Dodgers would Mitch Kershaw, Donnie, if he didn't come back until June. It's a bad look here for Major League Baseball, and I can't stand it. Yeah, it is. And I mean, I mean, I thought I was in the media here, so I had to be nice and try to play both sides. You know I want to play the bad guy here, and you want to say how ridiculous, and it was ridiculous, because if you ask Clayton Kershaw coming out of that ballpark, you know, a, a, you know, not coming out of the ballpark, coming out of the game, walking off the mound after the seventh inning, and you walk by your manager, and your manager goes, you're going to do something special today. I know we said it was going to be a you know pitch count here. I'm leaving this up to you. You want to go ahead and fire this away? We're all behind you. Let's go get this perfect game. And Clayton Kershaw goes, you know what? Simulated game last week. I only threw about 75 pitches. I'm good on this. Absolutely not. Competitors want to go out and dominate and do things that everybody's going to remember. Now, also, here's the notion, Kevin. Like, I know you, like, when we talk about, you know, snapping the fingers, what that actually means in football and injuries pop up. 
let's be real about something here. Let's be honest. How many, and you go, oh, remember Johan Santana did with the Mets and ruined the rest of his career. Well, you're talking about one guy to like 10,000 pitchers here. Who? When was the last time you said to yourself, the guy threw an extra five pitches, 10 pitches, or 20 pitches over what he was supposed to throw, and we never saw him again on the Major League Diamond? We have to get this notion out of our head that, hey, he was going to, hey, well, it was cold outside, and he wasn't used to it. Are you kidding me at this point? So, I mean, the fact of the matter is, did he warm up before the game? What did he throw, 40, 50 pitches? How about those warm-ups in between innings, seven, eight, ten pitches that they're going to throw, but he couldn't throw and get after six more outs when he was absolutely dominant because the notion is, if he did that, Kevin, no matter what happened, if he threw a perfect game, gave up a base hit, threw an extra six pitches, Clayton Kershaw would need an arm transplant, which is ridiculous here. And if Clayton Kershaw pitches in that next inning or the following inning and goes down with a arm injury and you ask Clayton Kershaw after the game, man, I can't believe Skip made me go out there for those final six outs when I didn't want to do that. You know what he would say? Like, hey, it happens, man. I was chasing greatness, something very few in this sport actually do. But again, I preface this by also saying Clayton Kershaw was the bigger man in the room. When you talk about the consummate professional, who knows? All it would have taken yesterday was Clayton Kershaw to go, I told him I wanted to go out there for the eighth inning. I had some gas left in the tank. I wanted to do something historic that my kids, my family, and the Dodger fans are going to remember for the rest of their lives, and they can never take away from me. If he said that, that would have been sensational to watch the fallout. But since Clayton Kershaw fell in line, he said, I'm going to be the bigger man here, right? Yeah, you know what? Skip did the right thing, took me out. It's about the season. It's about the team. No, it's not. It's about doing something historic. You have a World Series championship. You know, you have the, been the dominant pitcher. You're going to the Hall of Fame. Not the perfect cap on your careers. Well, also, Kevin, yep, what happens if Clayton Kershaw goes, I threw a complete game, and then I woke up on Thursday, and my arm was on the floor detached from my body? He'd say, you know what? What a ride, man. Fantastic. I wouldn't give it away for anything. Here's the other thing. It's not Julio Urias. If that was Clayton Kershaw's last six outs, it would have been worth it. They almost didn't bring Clayton Kershaw back this offseason in L.A. I got news for you. He's probably going through his last season in his career. Like, wow, what are you talking about? He's only 34. Go ahead, watch. Clayton Kershaw's plan this year is to retire on a World Series mound. That's the plan. Give him a would you, would you trade in a perfect game for a World Series? Clayton Kershaw's, of course, going to say the right thing. But what are the chances they win? I mean, he's only won one. It feels like they're supposed yeah. to and win what, a thousand of these things. Like, if, if he throws the perfect game, there's no way the Dodgers win the World Series. Like, I love those ultimatums, too, right? So we're saying, like, what would he rather have? Why can't he have both? Like, he could disappear for four months, and the Dodgers will still be the number one seed in the, in the or actually win the NL. He's also West their fourth the starter the now. NL. Yeah, correct. Yes. It's not Walker Bueller. Like, sorry. Like, this isn't prime Clayton anymore. Like, he, he's not getting the ball game one. But like, yeah, well, what are they going to do if they lose Kershaw? Oh, I don't know. Trade for Max Scherzer at the deadline again? They'll be fine. They'll be fine. They probably have seven future All-Stars in their minor league system that can come up and figure it out. Give the ball to Tony Gonsolin. I'm sure he'll make the All-Star team this year. As if it matters, Donnie. You'll be kidding me. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. But then again, as the analytics would say, if he threw one more pitch, Kevin, the, the uh, universe would have exploded on contact.
I'll tell you this right now. Clayton's next game, opponent team total over. I hope he gets <laughs> rocked. Rocked. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Back with you here on Sports Grid. A lot of good stuff for us still to get into in the world of Major League Baseball, and that will include Vladimir Guerrero Jr. in just a minute. But, Donnie, the Brewers-Orioles game is one I wanted to bring up for yesterday. A couple of others. Uh, Corbin Burns, right back to it. Seven innings of work, only three hits, no runs, just one walk to eight strikeouts there. I know you could chalk it up and say, ah, it's the Baltimore Orioles, but some of his fellow rotation mates didn't have the same success. And again, he went against the Chicago Cubs in his first outing. I think it was a big deal for the Brewers to see Corbin Burns be on his A game versus Baltimore last night. Yeah, I had the under yesterday in this game, and the big reason why was because both of these offenses are struggling, and you're expecting a bounce-back performance here from the Milwaukee Brewers, particularly with their starters, and one being Corbin Burns, and he did exactly that. I do want to see how this plays out in Baltimore, Kevin, for the rest of the year, because just taking a look at how things matter, four two games, three two games, not a lot of scoring here. I do want to see how that left field porch, which used to be so short where you could basically loft a 335-foot fly ball right up till you know midway through the center field and get a home run, which isn't the case anymore. So take advantage of those before some of those stat lines move a little bit lower throughout the season. But this is what the Milwaukee Brewers are going to do, Kevin. A lot of 4-2 to two wins, a lot of 4-1 to one wins saying, let's get yeah. good starting pitching and always being kind to their lineup with the timely hit moniker that we use they got some timely hitting yesterday including two runs in the ninth inning to cash in that victory baltimore one in five at least they're being competitive i guess yeah they're hanging around the mix i think the thing is if this team's going to be terrible but not give up a ton of runs there's a big adjustment coming for the gambler they're now an under team right like, the fact, Donnie, that you – and obviously, look, it helps. Their ace and John Means is on the mound. It's Corbin Burns going under. But last year, Donnie, I don't think there was a single time you went to, as everybody knows, at Oriole Stadium, Camden Yards, and looked uh-huh. to line up and under. I don't think there was any – I don't think there was a single uh, trip there, Donnie. So it might be kind of a, a – and I don't know. It's early season, right? We'll see Jordan Lyles, you know, Bruce Zimmerman. Are those guys going to be able to, you know, keep things somewhat intact? 
you know, those are the things that we have to find out. Spencer Watkins looks like he'll still be, you know, pretty bad. But those are the things that we're going to have to find out as it pertains to betting on the Baltimore Orioles. Corbin Burns, plus 750 right now for the NL Cy Young. I, I will say this, Donna, just very quickly. Uh, Logan Webb jumped up to 13-1. to uh, It was fantastic last year for the Giants. Seeing someone, you know, eight innings of work versus that San Diego Padres lineup yesterday, holding them in check in the way that he did early season. That was an impressive performance for sure, though. Yeah, it was. And you do that against a, you know, division rival. It even, you know, ups the stakes per se. But also, you're taking a look there at those NL West teams. If you are a solid pitcher to above average pitcher, that's really where you want to be. And say, well, Donnie, you got to go against the Dodgers. You got to go up against San Francisco and the Padres, the good baseball teams. But they play in some cavernous stadiums where if you can keep the ball down, meaning you're not a fly ball pitcher, very hard to score runs out there, particularly in San Francisco. But that's how they win games, right? Ugliness. When you look at some of the other teams in Major League Baseball, the Phillies or the Mets, you're trying to outslug teams and get after it. That's not the case in the NL West. They're looking for really good pitching and sort of hunkering down and saying, let me use the ballpark to my advantage. And Webb did that yesterday yesterday in San Francisco. Yeah, 100%. Again, he's up to 13-1 to 1 to win the Cy Young in the National League. Uh, there's a lot more baseball we can get to, but let's go to Hot or Not so we can keep it with the awards here. Yesterday's big performance, it's going to be one of the best performances that anybody puts forward this season. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., outrageous. Four for four, three home runs and a double, Four RBIs in a 6-4 win for the Toronto Blue Jays over the New York Yankees on the road. Two of those home runs coming off of Garrett Cole. His odds to win the MVP are on the move. He's tied with Shohei right now, plus 380. Donnie, hot or not, Vladdy Jr. should be the AL MVP favorite. Yep. Right now, hot. I'm going to go hot with that because you can only go with what you've seen over, what, six to seven games at this point. And if you're going to put Vladimir Guerrero Jr. on the biggest stage playing against their biggest rival and you hit three home runs in Yankee Stadium in a win, you deserve to be the top of the heap. And also, Kevin, this isn't like we said, okay, who's Vladimir Guerrero Jr.? What has he done in the past? And, hey, maybe he had a good couple games. He was sensational last year. And the only reason he didn't win the MVP award because somebody like Shohei Otani did something absolutely historic on the mound and at the plate. So if we're going to say let's pencil in Vladimir Guerrero Jr. this year for 45-plus home runs again, you do get that better fatigue to say, hey, Shohei, what are you going to go? 15-1 on the mound and go 50 home runs at the plate? Yeah, we'll give you the MVP award again. So I agree with it. If you're looking at the FanDuel Sportsbook right now, Shohei Otani, plus 380. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., plus 380. Now, has Shohei Otani had a decent start to his season on the mound? Not so great at the plate. He's going to be on the mound again tonight. And these numbers will fluctuate, just like we talked about in the NBA. You're going to have those betting markets where they're going to emerge opening before the season, the first 20 games of the season. Then you'll hit that lull, and then you'll say, whoa, this guy's going on a tear. He now has 35 home runs. Or this pitcher's on the mound. His ERA is south of two. We'll see these markets change up, but I agree. It looks like another summer of us saying, who's the better player and who's the MVP, Otani or Vladdy? Yeah, so I think Vladdy, it's hot that he should be the favorite because the thing for Vladimir Guerrero Jr., even though we've constantly talked, Donnie, that the team success matters the least when we talk about MVPs in Major League Baseball as compared to the NBA or the NFL, right? I think this year it could matter a bit. If the Angels do not make the postseason again, despite, you know, 
Trout, Otani, Rendon, uh, you know, and, and what have you. And this Blue Jays team is the best in the American League. I think it could matter when people get to, you know, the polling station, if you will. I'll say this, though. Otani goes tonight versus the Rangers on the mound. And if they are going to open the roof up there, Donnie, which I'm sure you'll have your, your eye on, and you get Otani to give you six strong, sits down nine, and hits his first home run of the season, it's, it's game on. Because here's, again, the thing that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. can do. He can go four for four, four extra base hits, three of them home runs. That's great. You can't match Otani going out there, striking out 10, and going deep. You can't match that. And that's why Otani, like, really, Donnie, the answer is it's they should, they should be co-favorites in the way that they are right now. Absolutely, they should. And I agree with it. It's very rare. They say, ah, the price is a little bit too high at this point. These guys, we anticipate to go toe-to-toe. And then also creeps in where, you know, being the leader in the clubhouse this early, which, again, they're tied here at the FanDuel Sportsbook. But also, I'm going to ask you this question because it's great to play off this stuff because if you had Vladimir Guerrero Jr. this year, let's use a carbon copy last year, and let's just say he gets to 50 home runs. Shohei Otani has a very good season as well where he's right on his heels. But at the same time, one of the best baseball players of all time is also on Shohei Otani's team. So Mike Trout comes in just behind these guys at a 6-1 to price before you get the Bucs in at 12-1. to And the reason, Kevin, I bring this up is here because you tend to split votes on the same team. We've seen it in the past in college football. Heisman Trophy candidates, hey, the running back and the quarterback. Well, ooh, I think the running back's a big deal. I think the quarterback's a big deal. But when you look at the other guy that's that third man out, he gets more votes because he's the only guy on that baseball team that anybody's actually focused on. What happens if Mike Trout comes out and stays healthy and hits 44 home runs, 310 at the plate, there are going to be people that say, hey, based on his war and his metrics, he should be the MVP, even though Otani is having a good season. But you're probably not going to get that out of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. unless somebody else on his baseball team really has a great season at the plate and challenges him as well. So it's almost like if you're looking at the price points here, plus 380 for both of those guys, I give the edge to Vladimir Guerrero Jr. because I don't know if anybody's going to be fighting him for the spotlight in Toronto like Trout and Otani will have. I think it's interesting that, you know, the idea of splitting votes has always kind of been out there throughout sports. I do wonder if, you know, the numbers the numbers drive it so much. Again, like I think splitting votes matters more, Donnie, when team success matters more. Right? Well, who do you give the Angels, you know, credit for being great? Like, again, the Angels, Donnie, can finish, you know, bang 500, and those two guys are going to still be in the mix, and it's going to be so strongly based off their numbers. But it's a legitimate point by you. Here's another guy, though, whose odds are moving up, Donnie, now 19 to 1, the Jose Ramirez. Why is that? Mm. Because he's got 14 RBIs, four more than the next closest player, and he's apparently on the best offense in Major League Baseball. <laughs> Guardians throw seven up there in Cincinnati, Donnie. Look, I I don't know what to say. It's early. It's six games. But it's a lot. It's a lot right now from Cleveland, Donnie. And this is bad. Like, and I got to say this here. Good for Cleveland. They're excited for the baseball team. They're four and two. We don't expect much out of the Guardians for the remainder of the year. But if we're looking from an ownership, a management type of situation overall, Kevin, Here's where it's kind of funny, because does this settle in with teams like the Pirates and the Marlins? You go, 
Uh, see that Guardians team? You don't have to spend money. Remember what Tampa Bay used to do? You know, $30, $40 million payrolls, which they're up in the 80s now. Congratulations to Tampa Bay for finally spending at least a little bit of money. But can you imagine if the Guardians have a summer? And I'm not even talking, Kevin, where they're going to overtake the White Sox. And I'm not talking about, hey, going into the playoffs, the Guardians are going to be the favorite to win the AL. I'm just talking about hanging around, being competitive, extra playoff spot in the American League where Cleveland hangs around. That management goes, man. We just made a ton of money, and we almost made the playoffs. This is the way you're supposed to operate a baseball team here to maximize your profit. Why spend money when we could still hover around that range? Now, I don't think this is going to last. Neither of us do. They lead the league in 45 with 45 runs, which is ridiculous at this time. That'll settle in. But I can only imagine the headaches this will cause to you know agents saying, well, let's spend some money. Why do we have to spend some money? We spent like $40 million last year and almost made the playoffs when other teams like the Philadelphia Phillies were in the luxury tax and were fighting for their lives. So the thing is, we we kind of were talking preseason, right, Don? Well, there's going to be some surprises somewhere, right? Like the, the yeah. playoffs in the American League is not just going to be the Astros, the White Sox, and the AL East. Maybe it is, but it's probably something's going to get tripped up somewhere yeah and the difference in major league baseball is <laughs> the draft does not matter donnie and i talk about this on radio more so like i would trade i would trade my draft pick every single year in major league <laughs> i mean be like, be like man what do you, you want this number one overall pick because because donnie the thing is where it's like oh man guardians rebuild Ooh, uh, athletics rebuild it's not a rebuild we're we're just not paying anybody we're hoping these new guys are good though we're, we're, not, we're not tanking like, our goal is not to only win 50 games, as you said, right? Because, Donnie, if the Guardians' plan, right, was to win 63 games, they'd extend Jose Ramirez right before the season starts. Shane, ba- Shane Bieber is on another baseball team. The Guardians will very gladly go to the postseason with, as you've talked about here, the light salary spending that they're currently operating on right now. This is the dream for the Guardians. I don't know if it stays. I mean, it's outrageous. Their last four games, they've scored 17, 10, 10, and 7. I mean, it's ridiculous what's going on right now in Cleveland, Donnie. But don't think for a second they're like, oh, boy, we're going to have to trade some people. This is delightful for everybody in the room. It is delightful for everybody in the room, and it gives teams, like I said, like the Pirates going, hey, look at them. Maybe this does actually work when it doesn't work long term here. But I just like to see it from a Major League Baseball perspective where these cheap owners are going like, see, fan base, I told you to stick with us. We know what we're doing. No, you don't. You know how to make money, not win games on the diamond is what you're doing. The Guardians don't know how to win games, man. I mean, four and two all time. What what an organization. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Back right here, closing out hour number one, hour number two. A lot of good stuff coming up for you. Full baseball preview. Rick Haro joins the show as well. And let you know about some interesting markets coming available on the FanDuel Sportsbook with the NBA postseason really uh, close to picking up here. Uh, Don, I wanted to bring up, though, the Chicago White Sox-Seattle Mariners game. You pointed out this, you know, obviously some of these games can fall by the wayside if you're not watching closely here, but it's a big result for the White Sox to kind of confirm, hey, we are, you know, exactly who we say we are. Former Cy, or, you know, reigning Cy Young. Six innings and an out. Good for you. Ten hits. Six earned and only four strikeouts. The White Sox lit up Robbie Ray. Yeah, and that's what they do, right? You put a lefty on the mound, and the the White Sox certainly go ballistic at that point. And that's a nice win because you're right. We expected a lot of the Chicago White Sox here in 2022. They're four and one. This member lost opening. Oh man, lost opening day. Maybe they just don't have it this year. Yeah, 162 game schedule here. Now they've won four straight games. Get used to it here. The White Sox are going to be good. A hammer bullpen, a talented lineup, and a front end rotation that's not even all the way there yet due to injury. So once they get right, watch out for the White Sox. But that's exactly what we expected. If you are a blind better and you just said to yourself, "There's a lefty on the mound," don't care who it is, mm-hmm. even if it is a reigning Cy Young Award winner, congratulations. You're making money with the White Sox. And the funny thing is, right, as Seattle's now dropped four in a row, you're tempted to go, uh-oh, this is concerning. Is Robbie Ray not who you thought? It, it sounds crazy, but you throw a lefty versus the White Sox, you kind of throw it out the window. Robbie Ray was great in his first start. We'll see how he bounces back at start number three and you know, a couple of days from now. This is really what happens with the White Sox. It's been this way now for years, plural. You you cannot throw lefties versus this baseball team. Just top to bottom, it is too dangerous. That's the reigning Cy Young in Robbie Ray, and he had no chance versus this White Sox lineup. Impressive stuff. We start off with some NBA breakdown. Hour number two coming on up. 